and I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives but they'll never take our freedom! Back in bold. Got uh, a reoccurring guest. Our, our science experts. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what I like about uh, Johnny is that... Um, even though he's in the science field, he still thinks about things outside of it. And I thought it'd be wonderful because we have conversations about what the hell has been going on the past two years. And uh, he kind of sees from both sides, my side, and then he's in the, the science field with all those uh, people. And it's like, we're living in two different worlds right now. Like there's, it's completely opposite. What one person thinks it's the end of the world. The next person thinks it's, it's nothing. I mean, what the heck is going on, Johnny? Yeah, man. Um, First off, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm a science expert. I would not call myself an expert, right? It's just more kind of like, these are what I want to be. And what I think we all want to be in this world, in this space of like, is we want to be critical thinkers and we want to look at things with a meaningful lens, as opposed to just taking what's ever spoon fed to us as, as 100% actual truth or, pure pure truth right like it's like hey there might be something else going on here um because you're, I, you're in that bubble is what i mean like you're deep, right. deep into the neuroscience bubble the the doctor school like you're in the the heart of the bubble and there's no contradicting thoughts in that field like fauci is god and everyone needs to follow exact orders and if you digress from it you're banned from everything and, and you're the worst person ever like that's like a, a extreme bubble and i was talking to you about rogan they had that one doctor on that supposedly mm -hmm. yeah. was one of the founders of the the mnra i don't want to say these words at the beginning because then you get like shadow banned but um this dude was like like what is going on with my field like we're, we've yeah. all gone fucking nuts where you can't have any dissonant thought it's like a religion now i'm looking up the guy's name quick it's one of the first podcast we did or no one of your first podcasts we did was the uh it's that effect, the newspaper guy. He read the newspaper or whatever. It's like Gelman Amnesia. Yeah, Gelman yeah. Amnesia. Yeah, like Gelman's this famous physicist. Um, and people on another podcast were talking about that too. And it's like, it's literally like, what is going on with, with my field? And then this is all wrong. And then you turn the page, and then it's like, oh, this must all be actual truth, right? What I was, uh, to be fair to my fellow, like to my peers or whatever. I have some pretty, I have some pretty meaningful conversations with a lot of like 
fellow med students and stuff, I think, about this. And it's weird because this is how scientists are. For anyone who's, like, not in this world, scientists are, like, very, very un- – this is this is my impression, right? We're, we're unidimensional. We really only care about, like, our one thing and our one goal. And when it comes to, like – like, when – uh, I'm trying to articulate this in a meaningful way. Like it's about what, what am I looking for in my very, very specific field? Like I'm going to be say a bunch of words. Nobody understands right now. When I was at the NIH, we were studying, uh, uh, the using, uh, functional near infrared spectroscopy to identify, uh, differences in mirror neuron, uh, regions of the sensory motor cortex. It's like, you have to be really integrated in that field to even know what the heck we're talking about. And then you take these scientists and lots of people have been talking about this lately. You take these scientists who have been literally like digging in their own world forever and ever. And then all of a sudden coronaviruses, for example, become this giant thing. And then they're expected to make their, in their, their research and their knowledge accessible to the rest of the world, which is something they've never had to do when like they publish a paper and only there are like 20 people in the world who can even meaningful meaningfully decipher it, you know? And so that's, we're having this huge, uh, not to go into the two world thing too much yet, but like we're having this huge disconnection between what's going on in science and what's going on with, uh, the rest of the population where these scientists have had to do something they've never had to do before, which is really, really effectively communicate their, their, their research. And, really say this is what's going on and on the other side the media is getting so much stuff wrong and just like they just are um dispelling whatever they can they can find that and then then this narrative gets drawn and it's like so much easier to follow the narrative than it is to actually like meaningfully parse through this data which they were which media people like you know journalists or whatever were never even trained to do in the first place to decipher these really complex um papers, you know? And so I think that's like a big issue going on right now. And I have an example, but if you have any, if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah. I want to expand on the Gale man amnesia effect. I did a podcast on this like two years ago. Yeah. I found it um, fascinating uh, when I read it because it was from Scott Adams where I learned it from. And Scott's basically like, okay, if you've had stuff written about you or um, you've been in the press then you would know exactly what this is talking about because you see this article written right. about you or this video painted in like a whole different per, um, perspective. And you're like, oh, yeah, some of that is true. But, okay, they added artistic value to that. Um, that didn't happen. But they just kind of go with it. And then I flip the page and read a CNN article and I'm taking everything for, you know, what it is. Like I'm not looking right. into it like I did myself. But I'm going to read this so people can um, um, so just Really quick, the the uh, the mRNA vaccine um, episode is Dr. Robert Malone on Rogan. I haven't listened to it, but I'm sure it's it's meaningful. Yeah, be careful with those words, those the V word and all that. It's just it's just disgusting. We have to even say that. Okay, briefly stated, the Gale Man amnesia effect is as follows: You open the newspaper to an article on a subject you know well. In uh, Murray's Gale Man's case, physics. In mine business you read the article and see the journalist has absolutely no understanding of either the facts or the issues often the article is so wrong it actually presents the story backward right. reversing cause and effect i call these the wet streets cause rain stories in any case you read with exasperation or amusement 
the multiple errors in a story and then turn the page to a national international affairs and read as if the rest of the newspaper was somehow more accurate about Palestine than the baloney you just read. You turn the page and you forget what you know. Right. Um, and I think that's, you, we can, we, it's really, really difficult for us as consumers to actually like, uh, detect this, right? Like to be like, this article is wrong, but I have, I have like a, a couple examples where we can maybe get there. So like one thing that I've noticed is like a lot of people have said, and I, it's really difficult to get exact numbers on this, but like vaccines in the U S just like, just talking about data here, um, we're at like one of the lowest rates of vac vaccinations in the West, in the developed world. Right. And that's not necessarily true because when you look at numbers per age range, so when we're reporting that, when you look at that, I believe this is what I, I this is how it's hard to figure it out, but I'm pretty sure this is what it looks like. It's 11 years old and plus right now, whereas other countries, they're reporting totally different ranges. It could be 18 and plus, it could be 21 and plus. And so when people are reporting these percentages for countries of vaccination rates and saying the United States is the lowest, we have a lot of people in our cohort who are a lot less likely to be vaccinated in that in that percentage. So of course, it's going to be lower than other countries, but they're not mentioning that in the article, right? So then you get fed this narrative. And you're realizing, and I would like to like just fact check and like see, make sure because I I looked this up a couple of days ago. So I think I think we're at like seventy five percent of uh, thirty plus vaccinated or eighty five percent thirty plus vaccinated, and then like kids were like a little you know obviously when you get to eighteen and lower it's going to be way less right. It's like sixty five percent is is um, eleven plus or something, and so. Regardless, like that's an example of this data mining I have to do as a consumer to prove this article wrong in order to realize what we just talked about, the Gelman amnesia effect, right? I'm an expert in one thing and I have to like train myself to be an expert in another thing to figure out what the heck is going on with what's reported to me. Another example, just really quick, is um, testing, right? So the United States has had the highest rates of COVID in the entire world, right? We've been told that over and over. We've also had, I, I just looked this up. I think we're 15th in the world for testing by capita. And all the other countries ahead of us are, you know, very wealthy, Western industrialized with like less than, you know, uh, 100 million people, right? It's not China and India, the countries that ha should, that would have the most cases. That's, that's, they're the only two countries higher than us in population <laughs> are the ones who have less testing per capita than us. So of course they're going to have lower cases than us. Like, of course, but that's not what we're hearing. We're hearing United States have had a terrible COVID response. Like this is like a year ago or whatever, right? United States had a terrible COVID response. They, we've look how high our cases are compared to other people. It's like, yeah, because we've been effective at testing. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I saw something, I don't know if it was fake or not, but it was like 2021 cases compared to America and China and China had like, I think two or some stupid thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, how would it, do people take this serious? I mean, it's like, yeah. uh, like in it where it came out the lab where if you said that uh, before you were exiled from social media, now it's like the main theory that it came from right. the, the lab in Wuhan. It's just like, and then how do we just go along with it? Like, Oh, it's okay. Like China's fine. And it's just a total crock pit. But my whole thing with this is like everything that was a conspiracy is coming true.
the passport, the oh right. now the booster, and there's yeah. there's space on there, and it's just like the goalposts keep going and going. Now you're not fully V word until you have three of them or whatever, and it's just to me, it's just like okay, what the heck? This is getting a little too much, and it's only gonna alienate the people that didn't get it in the first place because they're like, okay, everything that I thought was gonna happen has happened. So how can right. I trust? How are we ever gonna trust science again after this? It's and it's hard because. <laughs> It shouldn't be this way. It should have been. They were way too convicted from the from the start. Now, what is what is being convicted? What like what does that mean? Like you're earnest, like you're you're totally 100 percent in on one idea, right? They were way too convicted from the start. What does convictedness buy you? It buys you uh people are gonna believe you more, right? Hey, I'm 100 percent sure these vaccines work. Please go get it. They would have come out and said, hey, we're pretty sure these vaccines work. They would have had less of a response in getting them. But on the back end, if if any, if you're this solid about stuff, if you're going to say this is the right response, this is exactly what's going to happen, and something goes wrong, you, you end up with egg on your face, right? That's exactly what's happening. Omicron, nobody could have seen Omicron coming, and they never – but they told us these vaccines would work and they do work. Like I'm 100% pro vaccine. I think everyone should get their vaccine. But when it comes to like some of this stuff that you're saying, these conspiracies are coming true. Anyone could have predicted the stuff would have came true, except the experts telling us because they didn't want to, they, they wanted to look so sure of themselves. And it's like, listen, man, it's okay to say you're wrong. We have a we have a huge issue with leadership in this country right now where nobody ever says ever admits fault ever. Like nobody ever admits guilt. I look at back at like the Biden thing with Afghanistan, I think overall um I was just hearing this in a, in another podcast like when this was happening. Overall that was a poor response. Like regardless of your decision to withdraw or not from Afghanistan, we could have done it a better job. And he's totally convicted about the way he did it right he's not apologizing and an apology it's just so we're so afraid of looking bad now in today's climate that our leadership is like making these really really again convicted decisions or, or uh, uh, maybe assumptions that are gonna end up making people more wary than they were in the first place i, I just don't understand how well it's not for a decent amount of percentage of people, but how everything gets memory hold. Remember Nancy Pelosi? Go to Chinatown, hug a Chinese person. Remember that CDC or the the health director of the USA said, "Don't wear yeah. a mask at the beginning," and then it just keeps. Yes. And you keep lying and lying. It's like fool me once, okay? Shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. The third time, like you start shooting. Like this is it's it's constant. And this like, is been- how can anyone in their right mind that has a critical thinking brain believe any word any of these people say? How can and, you? And what like this has been brought up across media f- for like the past six months. Kamala Harris in the debate said she's not going to take the vaccine with with Mike Pence. I heard her say it, and I'm like, what? Like now, how does this work? How what are these are the people? These are the people you want to lead us. It's, it's a huge, it's just like, it's crazy. And I think, yeah, anyway. Let's, let's go into the two worlds. Cause it seems like you're in the middle of, of both yeah. worlds. And yeah, uh, I think well, this is the mass. Well, what's his face on the, the Rogan podcast, uh, the Malone guy, the doctor, like mass formation psychosis where a population mm-hmm. gets uh, like hypnotized. Basically there's mass hysteria, hysteria. Mm-hmm. And um, it's starting to make the rounds now. Everyone's talking about it, like in the circle, that's not the jab. 
But uh, I mean, it, it's true though. I mean, if you look at my life, the last two years have been totally opposite than someone that is in a different brain thing. And I had the thing I had. I, now I understand if you have a close family member, you don't want to get them you know, sick because I'm not near my family. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, if I'm with like around an old person, like obviously I'm trying to be not touchy and whatnot or put the little mask on maybe. But it's like literally the perception is reality has came true in full effect because people are living in complete different realities right now. Have you have you done antibodies? Have you had antibody testing? No, but I've been tested yeah. hundreds of times to the profession thing, you know, and yeah. uh, but I, I wish I would have got that thing. So to help me out a, a lot more. You can still get it. I wonder because I wonder if you how your antibodies look, because that's like that. It, that's how we tell. Right. If you have if you have antibodies, how I understand it, if you have antibodies if via the vaccine or antibodies via uh, getting it getting the actual disease, they're going to, that's what protects you, you know? So I think, and like Rogan brought this up on the Sanjay Gupta episode, but I, I kind of agree with this. Like that should be our determiner, whether someone is say, or is not going to infect other people or not. Now Omicron threw that out the window. Cause it's got like 45 different spike proteins and the vaccine doesn't protect it against it. I had COVID back in January and I'm getting it again right now. You know, it's just like stupid. So but regardless, like I think that should be, that might be a more meaningful way. When I, I think go ahead. a good point to make, though, a good point. I should have said this at the beginning. It's like, okay, well, who are these two kids talking about? Right. Um, whatever this is, obviously you have some experience in the medical field for sure. But look, the people that have the most experience have been lying to you. So who, who yeah. is there to listen to? Why why not get this fresh perspective in your brain? And and that's that's the point of this. The and I think there's a lot more people that are talking like this than we expect, but you get just chastised or taken mm-hmm. off every platform. If you say one thing that goes against the religion, that is uh, this new uh, health thing. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about vaccine hesitancy too much just because I think. Yeah. You've like, already said the word a million times. So this thing's going to get flagged 25 million times. Oh, that's, oh, because of Spotify. I wasn't even thinking about that. Is that everything, how, dude. Everything. Yeah. It uploads to iTunes, SoundCloud, every platform. Yeah. And they have like things in here now to. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Sorry. So I want to get away from that a little bit and more like kind of in this big picture because what this is, they're examples of, I think, what's happening is more of a more uh, uh, of a schism that's kind of going on. And I think we have the dogma. This is how I'm describing it the, the dogma. And we have the heretics. So, so um, a lot of a lot of people in like heterodox media. This is heterodox media, right? Like anything that isn't completely mainstream have described how like we're kind of in the midst of a new religion, and this religion is like centered around um, you know maybe you could call wokeness or whatever. Like people who are you know the woke ideology, the this new uh, gender gender critical theory. Um, you know, critical, all this stuff that is weird and like, we're trying to parse through it. And so I think I would consider that to be the dogma. So like the mainstream, oh, sorry. They're referring to it like as a religion, right? So like one of my guys, Sam Harris, he talks about like how this, the parallels are like unbelievable, right? Like you have people in where I used to live in Washington, DC, literally like pretending they had chains on their wrists, right? And, uh, a bunch of white people in the square had chains like they were like this like pretending they were being sold into slave, slavery in front of like a black person and a white person like and they're like we 
uh, please forgive us or whatever. Please forgive us. It's like that the parallel to that. And I'm, I'm not saying that's, you know, when you look at that compared to what we do in religion, it is very similar, right? Like uh, it's just become this, this like dogma, right? And so you have the dogma, you have listen to what we say, what we tell you, the scripture is real. And then you have the heretics, anyone who has any question about any piece of legislation or any piece of scripture that we are writing is, is an outcast. They're heretic. We need to burn them at the stake. They are evil. They are against our, our noble cause. And I think that mentality is creating this, like, that's what all this is from. We have the people who are, who are a part of this world. And then you have the people, if you question, and the problem is if you question one thing, you could agree with everything else, but you go, wait a second, wait a second. I looked at this data. Yeah, you're a heretic. Sorry. You could be totally uninvolved. You could be a makeup artist on YouTube. But if you don't mention something about various woke uh, skin tones about your makeup or whatever, and someone tells you to do it on YouTube and you don't, you're a heretic. You know, you have become part of this. And I'm not trying to fear monger here. I'm just like labeling different things that I've noticed within the internet world. And this is like a very online thing to be fair. Like this isn't happening in real life with my friends. Now I'm Washington DC. Washington DC it happened. It happened for sure. But that was different. I mean like he they you know it's just everyone's so hyper political there that it's it did happen. But not often. Most of the time people are just having normal conversations. The issue is I think the internet and that's another thing we could talk about, but I think the internet has like created that mentality when in reality when I go out and talk to people you know, no one's going, no one's labeling you. Oh, you're this way. You're this way. Everything you say is invalid. Yeah. It's, it's a different world, the internet, but that is what uh, goes into the real world. It's ahead of the curve. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the real world follows the internet and that's, that's what's kind of happening. But I think this thing you're talking about is, is a constant control fear thing. So you're always on edge and you always have to go where they want you to go and move you where they want you to go. And that's how they keep you under control. But to your point with the religion, yeah, it is the new religion. I think humans need, you know, through our freaking human history, whether it be the cavemen, the worshiping the sun and all the different religions. And now we've gone away from so much religion that this is something new that has answers. And if I just follow this, I'll be safe. I'll be, everything's going to be okay. Cause a lot of these, like, um, I think like atheists, they don't have answers. So they need something to latch onto. It's like human nature to look up, to figure out what to do. You know what right. I mean, just like our biology is, um, why we can't dissect every article is because, you know, we're, we're used to taking what we see. So if someone burns their hand on the stove, we know, okay, we can't do that, right? right. Our brain can't process every freaking thing that's going on. So we follow other people, you mm-hmm. know, their past things they've done. Is that correct with the whole brain idea? Yeah. I mean, that that kind of used to be the research I was in, right? I think we t- maybe, maybe you were picking up on that from last time, right? Yeah, we are. This is like known, right? We're incredibly social animals everything we do is about social and if you now you have a spectrum of that right you have like people who are more introverted you have extroverts right but regardless like how we are viewed within our social spheres is a main driver in my opinion of how we view ourselves and of our worth right um so when you look at going tying this back to the internet it's gonna get interesting we are right now is like, it's going to get weird. I think in the next five years, 10 years, we're going to see a lot of, a lot of our institutions are going to be framed by how people decide to 
look at this stuff. Like, for example, right, Rogan, we talked about this last night. Joe Rogan, 11, 11 average, 11 million average listeners to every episode, right? The next highest is like, was it Tucker or whatever? It was that one, it was that one, you know, sheet. And um, this, I, this medium, people who are just having normal conversations and like trying to whisk through this in, in, earnest ways that's what i think is different about this like if you told me i was wrong if you look something up right now i'd be like oh you're totally right i'm, I'm sorry I'm, i apologize you don't see that in mainstream media you don't see that anywhere everyone is so convicted about this one thing even if they could be totally wrong you and me we're earnest we're like just trying to have a meaningful conversation we want the answers people are and people are craving that right now they're looking for like oh my god this is people who are trying to parse out everything and they they know that they don't know it. They know that they're just like looking for it. That that's one of the the things to that mass formation psychosis is when <clears throat> you don't know where any truth is or right. you're on uneven ground. So then you're easily manipulated because right. hey, I'm a strong man. I got the answers. You know, like Hitler, like just blame the Jews. Let's go here. Like that's right. what they compared it to, and everyone compares the Nazi Germany thing. But it's true. Like you you just need someone to tell you go this way, and a this huge thing that's going on the last two years, like. If someone can give you an answer, you'll take it for gospel. Because guess what? If the right. answer is wrong and you get presented facts and you realize they're wrong, but you've been following it for two years, you go in that cognitive distance like, oh, my, my world around me is shattering. What else is wrong? What, what right. other problems are, are happening? But the funny thing we were talking about last night is like, you know, what if they are right? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and we are the crazy people and Joe Rogan's this antichrist, like devil person, like, yeah. I, I used to really like Rogan a long time ago. And then like five years ago, it seemed like something was up and maybe he got like bought out or whatnot. But it seems like the last year or so, the dude has been on the front lines of different thought. You know what I mean? Like critical thought. But I thought it was funny. Our conversation last night is like, okay, you know, what if we are the nutty ones? <laughs> we are. And well, I've got to. I've but that's the things. point, though. That's what I think is what is happening is that they want everyone to be thinking like that and it's like okay i give in i'll listen to you yes you're right you're correct because that is that would be safety net for me because like living my life well i live it pretty good i don't really care about this unless i'm having conversations with you and just trying to get a perspective on it but you know it would be easier just cash in my chips and be like okay yes i'll take your comfort i'll take your security but then i would feel dead inside and i don't want to live dead inside whether it be you know, getting the, this goes back to everything, you know, being uh, location mm -hmm. dependent, getting the nine to five, being with the same girl, you know, okay, government, everything you say, I'll listen to you. You know what I mean? I'm not like that. I'm not built like that. Right. And I know it would kill me inside. And I think a lot of people I read on Reddit, cause I still go on Reddit and I see what they're saying. They don't seem happy after the next, the yeah. next variant, this happens. I've been in my house for two years and now it's the people that don't have the vaccine's fault. And it, they don't look like happy people on Reddit. Yeah, I've got a bunch of stuff to say about that. So Rogan, I think he's he's I I it's gotten different, right? Like five years ago, ten years ago, because I've been listening, I think both of us have been listening to him since you know we were seniors in high school. He would like talk about everything. You talk about he would have like three hours about just psychedelics, you know, or like talking about stuff, whereas he's gotten a lot more focused into like just kind of I think more mainstream stuff not his his opinions aren't mainstream but this the material is more mainstream 
now he's gotten a little more focused, and I think that that seems a little different. Like I remember these insane conversations about the nature of consciousness. Like he had all this crazy stuff. They would like trip acid on the show or whatever. Um, when it comes to what is going on with the what else were you talking about? Uh, security and just following the rules and oh um, right right yeah so like. You have oh freedom. That's what I was gonna say. Scott Adams in his book, How to Fail at Everything and Still Win Big. And I'm not the biggest Scott Adams guy anymore, but I like that book. He says happiness is health plus freedom, right? You gotta be healthy because if you're healthy, if you're not healthy, you're gonna be miserable. And you gotta have freedom. Find a way to be free. And I think what has happened when you're talking about these people on Reddit, when you're talking about what is going on with the way covid is operated or whatever it, people aren't free what do, what do, how how do i want to live my life do i want to wear a mask every day do i want to stay inside do i want to go for a run as long as i'm six feet apart from everyone i don't want all these parameters yes i want people to be safe i don't want to infect other people but i also am aware of like the population i'm spending time around i'm also aware of what's going uh of of my own symptoms, right? Like what's what, how I feel or whatever. So when you put that into consideration, you put in the data of this virus, you can tell yourself, Hey, I want to be free. I, I want to be as free as possible with this in this certain scenario. And I think, and I'm, I think if you don't have a free society, you get these really upset people who are, yeah, they're blaming everyone else for their own problem, right? Like, it's like, I'm inside, I'm trapped inside. It's unvaccinated people's fault. And it's like, well, okay do something about it. Right. So I kind of look and like, look at your example, right. You have, you couldn't travel in COVID Nick, Nick traveled in COVID, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't um go to, you couldn't go to these major tourist places. You went to these tourist places. You couldn't have you couldn't go clubbing. You can go partying. I did all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I was doing my best, right? Like I was like, yeah, you know, so it's just, I think that, and like other people have talked about this, but if you were a conspiracy theorist, which I think, I think I'm not, I don't think they're that competent. I don't think the leadership's that competent. What I really think is just a massive breakdown in all um, organization. I just think they were so disorganized about this thing. And then they were just like trying to make it look like they know what they're doing. But if you thought they were extremely effective and competent, you would say, this is all about control. The government, why, why, why wouldn't, why wouldn't they want to lock us down? Right. That gives them more power. Like, like when you think about it, like just, I'm just saying with that, with that one and lockdowns were maybe effective back then. I'm, I'm, I'm saying from this conspiracy theorist mindset, it can be so easy to see how so many people are just completely lost because of how ineffective the leadership has been and how weird, how weird the mainstream narrative has made us feel about this entire thing. I can see your Occam's razor point that it was just a total breakdown and malfunction. But when you just keep seeing things time after time after time, it's like, okay, there's something fishy going on. Yeah. And you, you, if to, to deny that now, after all the, the facts is like, I think you're just being gaslighted to make you seem like you're fucking crazy. They, they call these, it's just, mm -hmm. they literally said they weren't going to do a hundred million things and they've done it. They, mm -hmm. they literally said, we're not doing um, a more, it's two weeks. Oh, don't wear the mask. Then it's um, uh, the no, no COVID passport thing. Then there's no this. And we're not going to lock down again if you get the thing. Now we need – they just lie. 
They lie, they lie, and this episode's for sure getting flagged, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that we have the truth minister now, like where you can, uh, if you don't uh, say the right things, like you, you're taken down. No, and everyone, it's like, okay, what's next though? Okay, so you can't talk about this, but now they're saying, oh, if you if you say um, it's out of the lab, that's a problem too. Now, if you say the lockdowns are trouble, that's a problem. Like everything is getting flagged, and that's what everyone says. Like the gun control people, that's why they don't budge on anything because they know it's. The, the mm-hmm. slippery slope. I don't care if they call that a fallacy, but it's slowly, they chip away, chip mm-hmm. away, chip away. And then one day you're like, oh my God, I got 17 boosters. I've been locked in my room for five <laughs> years. I got to have five passports to travel. <laughs> but it's happening. I was I was castrated because I wasn't vaccinated early enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're talking about doing that though, where you put something on your arm. Like, hey, well, the, the passport's a great example of it though. It's like, yo, I, I'm, I'm not in with society. I'm, I can only go to the grocery store. Um, it's nuts. And, it is nuts. And for something that's what the 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 survival rate. I mean, come on, that well, is crazy. I get I get nervous about the survival rate thing because, and I can talk about this a little bit. I don't. I feel like I didn't want this to go in and be all about COVID, but it's so hard because it's such a great example of what's happening in our world, right? Like it's so you can just see how people are thinking about this thing. How, how it's a complete schism, right? There's just this and the, there's the dogma and then there's the heretics. And I think that is happening with a lot of different ideas in our society. But regardless, well, when it comes to like, yeah, the survival rate, like it's still 99.5 or whatever I think it is or 98. It's, it's, it's still like that 0.5 is still, right? If it's a thousand people, that's still five people, you know? It's still kind of high in regards to, like compared to the flu, the flu is way less than COVID is, I think, you know, for example, now, not with Omicron, not with Omicron, it's different. So it's like, and that's the other thing is like to, to the leadership's credit, this thing, this virus has gotten changed on us a lot. It's been hard to mandate effective policy with something that has fluctuated so much. We have the alpha variant, the delta variant. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but they've been studying this thing for a long time and you would think they would have some freaking idea because we'd give them all that money to do all this crap. And then they lie. Like the World Health Organization, don't tell me that's not corrupt. No, yeah, they. I don't know about that, man. They, <laughs> oh, I mean, no, on. I'm saying I don't know about them. I don't. I don't know. They're they're out of control. Like the whole China thing, man. That's just like, like, and then again, like people mentioned this a bunch, right? In media, how, I think I think it's really funny though. How also now all you hear is about CDC. Remember at the right. start, it was all about the WHO. I yeah. barely ever hear from the WHO anymore. <laughs> Yeah, what happened to the who, man? Dude, like, yeah, when it's June 2020, and you know, I'm supporting protests, whatever. But when they're telling everyone to lock down, (laughs) and then they're saying, "Oh, it's okay if you're not locked down." I was at the protests in Washington D.C., man, and there it was not COVID effective, you know. And it's like, oh, that's totally fine, right? And like a lot of people in heterodox media have been talking about that. How it's like, how can we trust anything you guys are telling us when, oh, it's okay to lock down unless I'm going to protest and riot? Or yeah, whatever. I, I read articles like it's because it's about race and that's far more important than the pandemic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it is important, but it's just like, it's uh, anyway, what I was going to say about, um, I was going to say about if we're wrong. <laughs> It'd be, I mean, yeah, what if we're, we're yeah, like our kids are going to be watching this and be like, yeah, they're going to be talking to us from the prison cell. Dad, <laughs> dad, I saw your bold perceptions episode. 
is that what got you locked up? <laughs> but it's like, it's like, I think, I think if you're, if you're willing, like if someone came here and was on the complete opposite, which I've done this with a lot of my friends, because I have friends all across the spectrum, we have really meaningful conversations and we learn from each other. So I think if you're willing to, and like, I think Rogan and to a lot of, he's had a lot of guys on his side come on, but he also had, you know, Sanjay Gupta come on, right? It takes a lot of balls to have someone from the other side and, and have a meaningful conversation. So I think because you and me and other people, again, in the heretic world, we're willing to have our, our um, convictions uh, critiqued. We're willing to have I, I look at every single one of my beliefs with a fine tooth comb and tell me where I'm wrong. And I think that's a value that is held by this other side, the heterodox side, right? That isn't necessarily held by the dogmatic side. If I, if I, again, the second I critique something, let's say it's critical race theory, right? I say, listen, I don't think this uh, data point actually is representative of what's going on in the real world. You're a heretic. You oh you don't care about black people you don't want you don't want um you don't want bio uh, bipox to succeed in this country no no I of course I do right I just think that this one point and then you're you're out and I and I'm I know that that sounds like fear mongering a little bit but I've we have seen that happen in our in in the media infrastructure we've seen people lose their jobs for bringing up meaningful data points and instead of having the other side having an engaging conversation it, they're just they just completely wipe them out. And what it is now, again, going back to the Nazi Germany thing, or actually, I think North Korea is a way better example. In North Korea, one out of well, this is a documentary from a while ago, so it might not be a true data point anymore. One out of three people could report you at any time if you have a something bad to say about uh, the the administration, you know, Kim Jong Un or whatever. So I feel like that's kind of what it is. That one out of three people probably agrees with you, but they're so scared about being reported themselves. That they're like, okay, if I turn this person in, at least I'm safe, right? And I think that we're starting to see that in our own uh, ecosphere. We're starting to see, hey, if I turn this person in, if I'm just a part of the dogma and I just I just listen and put my head down, then at least I'll be safe. And then next thing you know, and that's the quote, that's like a Nazi Germany quote. The pastor, he said, I turned my eyes when they arrested this person. I turned my eyes when they arrested this person. And then next thing you know, I turned my eyes when they came for me or whatever, something like that. So it's like, it's just going to get weird. And I think uh, what I was just trying to say, just to tie that all together with, with um, going back to how we are, if we're in the right or if we're in the wrong, right? I think like, at least we're not going to do that. I don't care what your beliefs are. I'm never going to, I'm never going to call your boss and say, hey, do you know what this person told me? I saw them in a, I saw them in a, at a KKK rally the other day or whatever, you know, like I'm not doing that, man. I just want to talk to you. Whereas I think that that's happening in extreme situations on the other side. Yeah. Here's how I handle it. So we get a little practically is um, it's not as crazy as the States when I'm around like Europe and um, wherever I've been traveling. Some people try to like bring it up to me and I either like agree and amplify jokingly or i just move on a different subject like it's just there's no point a lot of people are like oh my god you don't think this way it's over i think the pendulum is going to swing whatever way it swings and if you want to like make your life miserable and, and have these conversations with these people that might result in bad things that happen to you it, there's no reason to 
and it may sound bad because you're like, okay, well, what happens if they keep chipping away, keep chipping away, and right. then you're they finally get you, right? And then it's it's over. But honestly, like my life's been way better not having these conversations with people that after I get to know them and like we're like chilling, like okay, let's shoot the the crap about this. But um, for people in your life, like I mean, I think you just you just don't even um, partake, partake, sadly. And then it's going to get to a point where either the pendulum swings all the way this way or there's a massive pullback. Because that's what I think. This is why they slowly do it with the chip away thing. Like if you did this last year when COVID came out, say you need a COVID passport to travel, there would be riots. Or you would think there would be, hopefully. But they slowly go boom, 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 boom. So you get used to it. You know, you get, you get used to putting the mask on and, and whatnot. And Because if, if you go too fast, then the, the people, shit hits the fan. But if you slowly pacify them and slowly get them to give away, give away, then you can have the full control, I think. Yeah, I don't know because Hawaii, Hawaii to travel like at the very beginning you had to have like two negative tests. So maybe a negative test is different than a vaccine transport, right? You're just doing a test as opposed to sticking some some in your body. But yeah, I don't know. I I feel like honestly the vaccine passport thing. I'm a little. I think it should be that or a negative test. It shouldn't be just a vaccine passport. Right? That's totally like, fine. A negative yeah. test, but now almost every country is. It's mm-hmm. getting crazy. Even Brazil did it. Brazil, Colombia, it's like. Yeah, my buddy my buddy had a good point. He's like, hey, I, I'm vaccinated. A vaccine doesn't mean you don't have COVID. <laughs> you could have a negative test means it is not in my body. <laughs> you know, going back to the, dude, like the conversation thing, like this conversation right here. I'm nervous about, I'm like, shit, dude, like, am I, are my friends going to find this? Am I going to just get blasted? What's, and like, it's like, on one hand, I, I've gotten to the point where I feel pretty secure at where I'm at. Right. I'm in medical school. I'm, I'm, I don't think they can kick me out for stuff like this. Whereas before, like if they would have found this while I was applying, there's no freaking way. But I also think like, could you not sue if they kicked you off for, free speech that wasn't i mean but it's it's against the religion it's against the I don't know. there might you're, be you're, you're making uh, people have bad thoughts there might have been some student code conduct thing that i signed that says i will not engage you know blah 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 right like i don't know i i would have to look like social media stuff right but regardless like if people like me like i'm just a normal guy i don't i, I don't want to accept the label of expert or anything maybe once i get my degree we can talk a little more about that but like right now i'm just a regular guy who's like in this field if people like me aren't having these conversations it just continues the fear of everyone else because it's like yeah joe rogan can do this i can't do this you know when in reality this kind of this kind of dialogue is really meaningful to have and if I had a friend who's on the total opposite spectrum of me, I'd still want to have this conversation because I want to learn from something from them. Right. So, which, which I literally did like not total opposite from me, but like, you know, I was in Milwaukee a couple of weeks ago and my friend and I, we had a pretty cool conversation about stuff and he gave me some, you know, um, interesting things I hadn't thought about. Right. So I just like, I find it interesting though. I find it really interesting. Um, Spotify heavily promotes Rogan. And then right. they flag, they'll flag this. Or like right. YouTube, he still gets millions of views on his clips. And in YouTube, like because now we're on YouTube, follow us or subscribe to us on the, the Bull Perceptions YouTube. And you get um um things like flags and stuff. If you have like the word mm-hmm. or anything, yeah. but one person can do it, the rest, I mean, yeah. Oh, then here's what they'll come back with. It's a private company. 
go make your own company. Like they always do that. You know? It's so funny. Remember the guy that in Colorado that wouldn't bake the cake for the um the gay couple, and sure. they were up in arms. Like everyone's up. It's so hypocritical. This thing. Okay, here's a great point. So remember, okay, Trump was elected, right? But he wasn't their president. Um, Russia interfered. There was a massive election fraud. That's all you heard for four years, right? Now mm-hmm. you had the same thing from the Republicans saying this is election fraud. Biden's not my president. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's like it's madness. Yeah. And I think that's what it's meant to be, though. This is divide and conquer. No one knows what the truth. No one knows what's going on. So you can be easily controlled. But it's so hypocritical. The that- Russia thing. I talk about the dude. I've mentioned that to people all the people because people, my friends who are like that you know die hard on let's just say they're in the dogma side right they believe what they're to, they believe the media they're in the mainstream whatever i go russia we heard about russia for two and a half years the guy who was designated to investigate it robert Mueller, who like isn't like was supposed you know def uh was supposed to be somewhat nonpartisan, but definitely was like going to look into every russia thing he could possibly find like i'm pretty sure he had a lot of pressure to do so. His report came up with mostly nothing from what I remember, maybe a little obstruction of justice. One meeting with, uh, who's his son-in-law? Kushner. One meeting with Kushner and some Russian official or whatever. And first off, everyone ignored the report or they like found stuff in the report that like, they like totally twisted as like potentially this. And then they're like, for sure this, for sure this happened. So it's just like when you look at that, how can you trust the media? When you look at and what I'm saying, media, I'm saying like, you know, Dude, they literally said Putin was running the country for four years, not yeah, two it's just for so four mean, years. And that, so what are you, do, you, do you hear about it anymore? No, of course not. <laughs> but then they can't get rid of Trump. They can't stop talking about him. They just love it. He's going to re he's going to rerun. He still thinks he's president. They it's want like, him to. It's they want him. Yeah. Their ratings. It's so weird, dude. And like, I was going to say, um, one other thing about what you were talking about but the uh, hypocritical the right doing the same thing yeah yeah well yeah i don't know i just think i just think like when you look at when you look at what they've done when you look at what like what has happened and like i i do blame trump a decent amount because he was so antagonistic such an initial such, such an instigator that it almost made the media like we have to fight back against this one very, very bad thing. So that and now that's perpetuated because they're screwed now. They completely built their base off of fighting the bad thing. And now their base is all, how are they going to make any money? They can't go back. Rogan was mentioning this in the um, in the Blair White episode. He's like, they were smart. And I kind of dis- well, I'm gonna disagree with this. They were smart. If NBC, CNN, whatever, if they were smart, what they would do is they just go back to reporting straight news. And I'm like, no way. They would lose their entire current base right now because their base wants to hear their base was built off the anti-Trump era and they would lose their current base. And I don't know if they gain anyone else because it's way harder to gain a customer than it is to keep a current one. Right. So they're just going to keep doubling down, doubling down, because those are the those are the people that are listening to their media in the first place. You know, I got I got a comment on this though, dude. Um, what about uh, health companies? I mean, aren't they businesses? The Pfizer's aren't they the right. most like criminal place, criminal exactly. business in history? But yeah, they, dude. Purdue Pharma. Yeah, the opiate addiction. Like, so that's like another thing where this, like, the media lost all its faith. But haven't we been lied to and scammed by all these uh, yeah. businesses in the health industry for hundreds of years? 
Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, and and people haven't talked about this. I learned this in my freaking senior year high school economics class. The reason pharma companies are so powerful is because they have something called inelastic demand. So you have the demand and supply curve, right? So their demand, like, it'll be like, you know, it can be a slope, it'll be like a line or it'll be whatever. But in pharma, their line is completely up because people will pay whatever they have to pay for their medication, right? So it's like, I won't pay a million dollars for a hamburger at McDonald's, but I will, if I need this medication, or I'm going to die. I'm going to find a way to pay a million dollars, which is why pharma companies are so powerful because people have to buy this medication. So they have used that to their advantage throughout, you know, and I wasn't, I didn't prepare to talk about that today, but they're like, the opioid addiction is a great example. There's tons of like, yeah, uh, uh, NPR did a great coverage about Purdue Pharma, about how they willingly lied, knowingly lied to American consumers. Opioids are not addictive. They literally did like parallel tobacco companies in that. You have um, other examples of like, yeah, Rogan talked about this the other day um, or on another episode. Like it's like 400, it's like a crazy amount. I, I don't have the number, but crazy amount of drugs are taken back every year, right? So they're approved and then they're, um, I don't know what the proper term is, disapproved or whatever, Take uh, recalled. They're recalled back because they weren't effective. It's like, so you're telling me those companies, which they do amazing things, right? The drugs, the therapeutics, we, we have some of the best therapeutics in the world, right? Um, you know, when you think about immunotherapies for cancer drugs, et cetera, but they've also lied and deceived us a lot. So it's like, we got to be wary of those a little bit. And now all of a sudden Pfizer's the new God, like Pfizer's, <laughs> Pfizer's my, Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bow down to Pfizer. Got it. You know, it's just, here's a point too. Like this comes with the capitalism because they're meant to make money. Right. But that drives innovation. That's the reason why we have some of the best doctors and best innovation ever. And then if you socialize it, like this is the argument, well, we should just socialize it then so it's for the greater good. Well, then maybe that stops um, the innovation, yeah. maybe that stops the competition for prices, but obviously the prices are out of control. I pay, dude, in like Brazil, I can get uh, my generic Claritin for like a dollar. In the States, I have to pay, mm -hmm. what, $20? Um, I'm All these different um, mm -hmm. drugs, Tretinin, Tretitonian, I use for my skin to look pretty. Um, you need a prescription in the States. Here, I think I get it for maybe $15 in the States, I get way less for like 60 or $70. So I, I, I can see this point then too. It's like, well, if you don't trust them and they're all for profit, then, you know, socialize it. But my yeah. bigger, point, my bigger point is how can you see what's happened the last hundred years with these health companies, all the lawsuits, all the criminal stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, pushing tobacco, uh, they were yeah. the, prescribing heroin and cocaine, like, um, you know, and then now you can just say, oh, but they switched and everything changed. And um, I'm going to trust every word they say. I mean, come on. I can't be crazy. This can't be a crazy thought. Right. And I think, and I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, do as we do, uh, do as we say, not as we do. Right. And it's like, uh, oh, it's 1984 is, is a good example. I just want to mention one thing about the, because I've thought about this a lot about how like, okay, socialized healthcare would be better for people who are currently uninsured and it would probably be better for the overall health. We would have more because we me have like, point. let me make a point. My mm -hmm. bad in Italy, I, I dealt with socialized healthcare. Cause I got down the healthcare with my profession and um, I went to go get uh, a certain kind of test and uh, I went to get my thing and, you know, Google translates and they're like, okay, yeah, 
just go get your little ticket here and go sit with 50 other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously this was like um, in the summer. So the, the, it wasn't like the hospitals were rampaged with mm-hmm. patients from this thing, you know? And uh, you know, this was uh, I, I don't want to say the name, um, the, the kind of test. And I'm like, so I was asking around, I'm like, Hey, here's my ticket. Like, you know, can you give me an estimate of time of like when I'll like see someone? Now this mm-hmm. is free healthcare. Cause I'm, I'm in the system because of whatever. She's like, Oh yeah. I'll probably be like, you know, three hours. I'm mm-hmm. like, I got to see you for three hours. She's like, yeah, like, you know, this is what it is. Um, You know, but if you want to go to this private clinic, they'll get you in right away. You just got to pay this money. I'm like, oh, so this socialized Mm -hmm. shit, I got to spend my whole day here and and do this to get my little testing. And I think, and I think that goes to Italy. Italy. That's Italy too, which is, it's bad bureaucracy, but that's a developed country. That's one of the biggest um, economies in the world. Top 10. And I think it's no no healthcare system is going to be perfect. I think that's like, I don't want to talk about this too long, but I do think about, okay, you remove a large, a neurosurgeon, average neurosurgeon salary in the U S is 750,000 a year. You're basically a millionaire, right? So where in the world do you think you're going to find the best neurosurgeons? I mean, based on the incentive structure, probably in the United States of America. Why is that possible? Because we are allowed to have, a system where we can charge a lot for procedures and the insurance company will hopefully cover your procedures. So are, is it, is it possible? And I'm not super well-versed on this. I got friends who are like geniuses about healthcare policy and they know all of this stuff, but is it, do you think by that logic, if you cut surgeon salaries, which would probably be likely in a socialized, I should look at, if how what surgeons make in Canada and stuff because that'd be interesting. But I'm you know they probably make less, right? If you cut it, you're probably going to have less quality of care. Maybe, maybe, right? And so that's the other side of it too, right? So then we're going to sacrifice. We're going to do wait times, and we're going to have more people, and it's going to be less effective. The other thing is, have you look at government programs? Look at government run programs, man. That's that's who we're going to trust. And, and what's hilarious to me is the government in Every scenario, except things that don't exist, is an evil entity, right? The military is evil. The police is evil. The um, the current, uh, uh, oh, everything's institutional racism. It's all seated with all this bad stuff. But the second, oh, but the government's going to give us a brand new healthcare system. That will be evil. That's going to be effective, man. That's going to work. Just, just give more money to the people that uh, caused your problems or already fucked up and it'll be fixed. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it a million times. A point I got to make, though, that Italian hospital I was in, this is Bologna. This is a very wealthy city mm-hmm. and it was one of the most wealthiest ones. It was a shithole. It was dirty. There was lots of people together. Mm-hmm. It was super unorganized. And uh, yeah. Another thing, bureaucracy in Italy is known as like one of the worst in the world. It's just terrible. Everything moves yeah. slow. I remember to go to the police dude to get like my card. I had to do like four different appointments and in each appointment be like, okay, put your fingerprint here. Okay. Now this next appointment, you got to go to this other place and sign this paper and I'll go there. And it took like three months to do this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and, and yeah. still like that was, um, this was not uh, two years ago. This was like this year. So like co- the COVID thing was a little more figured out. <coughs> yeah. The government, I, I mean, uh, don't even give me started on the government. And to be fair, like I am in support of socialized healthcare because I just think you need to do it effectively and we need to be smart about it and we need to think about the consequences that I just talked about. I think Canada's model would be better for the overall health of this country than our current model. 
um, it just costs so much money in the United States. It, like yeah, that's how many, that's people, our, how many people are in Canada compared to the U.S. That's true. That is true. I'm just that's another that's like this is the thing, right? Having this conversation, I'm supported, but I want to like think about all this nuance, right? Norway's system, uh, Sweden's system. They got some of the best healthcare outcomes in the Don't world. Don't bring up Scandinavia, bro. Don't. I know, I know, I know, I know. I I'm just there. saying, seven million I, I, I people. I live there, and they all freaking work. They all contribute to society. There's six million people. They're innovative as crazy. Uh, it's it's a whole different world than America. There's 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 the, the similarities yeah. are almost non-existent. Yeah, I mean, we don't. I don't want. That's why I said I wanted to stay away from this a little bit because we'll just get into a rabbit hole. What I'm saying is, in the broader scheme of stuff, like I. That's what I'm saying. I support a lot of those actual policies that the the you know on the left or liberal policies but i also want to think about their consequences i also want to think about how to institute them effectively and i also want to think about what's going to be best and that's a crazy thing everyone wants the same thing people act like people are acting like sorry to finish my thought i want the best health outcomes for americans right like i want every single person who's born here who immigrated here whatever i want them to be healthy how can we do that effectively? And that's how everyone feels. But we think that, oh, because that person disagrees with me on this one thing, their values must be totally off. Everyone's values are pretty much in line. I've been, you know, we've traveled all over the place. People want what's best for their family, community, and their country, and, you know, ultimately their world. And they want to welcome other people into their lives. And we act like um, your value, I want, you know, I want other people to prosper accept this group or no or accept this no that's not how this stuff works right it's like i because we disagree on this one policy on this one thing you think that the value must be off but the values are the same it's just i think we can get there a different way than you do that's what it really is and everyone's ignoring that when it comes to arguing with people or like having this conversation because you mentioned you mentioned like this is way back when and i just thought about this but when I had this conversation with people who are on the complete other spectrum of me, like all the way on the other end, I go, okay, what do you think is something? And they bring up something and then I bring up something else. The next thing you know, they're, we're both, they're on, um, you know, in, in fight or flight. They're like, oh, this person disagrees with me, right? I, I got to be on edge. I go, okay, hang on. What do you think is something we probably agree on with this topic, right? That's a, that's from loser thing. That's like a Scott Adams thing. And it usually works. I had somebody say, like, what do we agree on? Like, they said some, like, some crazy, like, well, we, we for sure agree that Cuba has the best literacy rates in all the Western world or something. And I'm like, no, I don't agree. <laughs> you know, it's just like, what? But, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, here's a pro tip for anyone um, beginning these kind of discussions. If they start um, attacking your character or doing personal stuff, it's not, it's a waste of your time. That's like the bottom yeah. of the total pole when it comes to argument. Like it's just, if they think you're a, a monster mm -hmm. and just, I see that so much though. Cause like mm -hmm. these people and the, the dogma or whatever, it's like they, one thing questions their reality and it's just like the world crumbles around him and they go in the mm -hmm. flight or flight and just say, no, no, he's just evil. He's a heretic. He's bad. He's bad. And then they feel there, good. There's a word for that. It's like, yeah, because people do it so much now. It's like, we're going to lay them. I can't remember. I, well, it's like a straw man, but it's a version of a straw man argument. You 
you label this person as something. Therefore, everything they say is completely invalid. But I can't remember what it is. But yeah, that's what happens, right? It's just like, I'm going to label you as all the things that are bad. And therefore, everything you say is bad, you know? And it works. Yeah. That's the thing, too, about all this stuff. It works, which is um, yeah. you can use it for your good or you can use it for bad. I mean, um, mm -hmm. we, we, a lot of this happens with like, okay, xenophobic races, this blah, blah, blah. Trump did the same thing, um, calling uh, uh, Biden sleepy or um, uh, Hillary the, the liar, whatever, never the nicknames. Yeah. And that nicknames is a version of it. So then you look at him and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, everything you look at is, mm -hmm. okay, she's a crook, crooked Hillary, right? Mm -hmm. And everything is crooked. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, and the prop, like, again, like, I'm just nervous to be even having this conversation, things I believe. Things I'm like, you know what? And that's where I'm like, okay, you got to fight it a little bit. Just just do it, man. Because and it's crazy because what you're saying is like not radical at all. It's not radical at all, dude. I think a lot of people like have this talk, but it, it's it's very, very disturbing that you're even worried about saying what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's local. That's the state of the world right now. Mm -hmm. And like the thing I'm trying to avoid too, because this is what, this is what I've noticed is, I'll say stuff and I'll realize later, dude, that was literally a Joe Rogan. He said the exact same thing. That was literally a, a Sam Harris thing. Like I'm just repeating stuff I've heard as opposed to actually critically thinking about this stuff on my own. So for everyone who's listening to this entire conversation, <laughs> we're idiots. <laughs> don't don't repeat well, anything. Well, I, got, I got a rebuttal on that. I agree. We are so influenced by everything we consume 100%. Right. But – when I think this travel thing, when you're alone yeah. in different places where you're outside of your autopilot, then you get to really kind of see what's going on, you know, from an objective lens. Here's a great example of this. I was explaining this to a female friend the other day who was from a smaller um, conservative city in uh, Brazil. And she's like, oh, my God, I feel so free in Floripa. And, you know, it's like I can be whoever I want and, and et cetera, et cetera. But a point I made to um, have her understand uh, – I was trying to go skinny dipping, you know, because I like being naked, right? It's at night. <laughs> and this yeah. is a big no-no in uh, Brazil, being naked. But which is, is crazy is in Brazil, they wear the littlest bikinis. I'm saying they barely cover their nipple. It's like a thong, right? The thong too, like they're mm -hmm. basically naked, right? But if if they take their top off, it's like the end of the world. Like they're they're scared to be naked. But in Europe, they wear very modest bikinis and almost all the girls are topless, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a ton of them, you see topless girls around and, and it's normal. So I see this and I come to Brazil and I'm looking at it from, you know, a different perspective. Like, wait a second, mm -hmm. you're wearing, you're basically naked in your bikini, but mm -hmm. you're scared to skinny dip or you're scared to tan without your, your top mm -hmm. on. And that's like a metaphor for all this stuff is when you see the like hypocrisy or the contradictions of certain cultures and way of life, you're like, okay, what else kind of BS have I been told that mm -hmm. I grew up in or that I see that I think is weird or crazy, but in reality, it's just um, the perspective that I grew up in and I was conditioned in. You know what I mean? Societal programming. Yeah, not to go back to COVID, but what better way to keep people locked in one ideology than keep them locked in their house in the same place for, you know, a year, right? Like what better way? To, hey, just- How just, do they get programmed? Through the phone and to the television because that's all they have. They have no real world experience because now they just regurgitate. Yeah, and that's- and and. A lot of people talk about this too. I think I think there's 
traveling and whatever, all that stuff. Like one, going back to what I was just saying, realize people are, there's not major differences, man. I've been to like, China is like the, and I talked about this on the last pod a little bit, the most different I think you could get. Like you could go to, I think if you're in the East, a lot of different traditions are the same or are, are different. A lot of different cultural uh, you know, you're using chopsticks, facial expressions are different. Not all of them, but there's just some stuff, right, that you have to like pick up on and notice. And I was like a foreign exchange student. I'm like living with this family, spoke English like 10 minutes a day. I have no idea what's going on, right? So I'm just absorbing all this stuff. But what did what did I notice, right? Uh my buddy's grandma uh was nervous it was too cold for me, so she gave me her shoes, right? Um they let me sleep in my friend's bed and he slept on the floor and I insisted, no, I'll sleep on the floor. And they were like, no way. Um, like they like took me to all their favorite places, took me out to eat. I offered to pay. They never let me pay. Right. I'm visiting their family. I'm a guest in their home and this is how they're treating me. I go to Argentina, very similar, very similar experience. The family was very kind to me. They, you know, fed me. Right. Like I wasn't, I was in Airbnb, but like we had a meaningful stuff I had, or we had meaningful, um, engaging, you know, guests, they're treating you like a guest in their home, right? I go to Norway, similar thing with my own family, right? My own family, they're treating us like, so when you think about that, and then I look at the people in my community and my friends in my community, we're all the same with each other. And this idea that we have such different people, how can, how can me and someone who voted for a different party across the street, how can that person really be that different from me? And when I've experienced someone across on the other side of the world and i didn't think they were that different like in terms of values in terms of how they navigate earth and what they're looking for meaning love uh community so it's like this idea that i, I get really upset when everyone's or when people are like they're so different than us and like people are talking about how the united states is going to split in two and maybe we can talk about that or like it's just like so polarized and i'm like listen like we all want the same thing me and this other person want the same thing and and now we're polarized and now you're gonna hate me because of something i said on a podcast like is really the core i think the core is very similar now ask yourself then how is this possible it's because of the division it's because of the media it's because of the schooling it's because of the government it can't what else could it possibly be yeah yeah it's like these these institutions these cultural or like the institutions that shape our culture, our cultural behavior, right? Like, or whatever, um, our mores, our mores, school, education, government, language. Um, they definitely have something to do with this. I think, and I just think, I look at the internet, man, and I just go like, dude, Twitter is, and like everyone's saying this, it's not a new idea to say this. Every, I stay away from all of it, dude. I just like, my Twitter, I don't, I blocked I, or not. I'm private. And I don't let anyone follow me. I just have it so I can follow other people, you know, cause this, cause I, when I first got it, I would like type shit. I would like, I would like engage and next thing you know, I'm like, no man, you're totally wrong. You know, it's like so easy to just get like this. I have no followers. And I'm like yelling at some random guy on the internet. Who's probably, who's probably from Russia. This guy is probably like some Russian who doesn't believe anything you say that's just riling me up, you know? I talked about that before. It gives you dopamine hits. 
like yeah. you're you're my point is right and your opinion's stupid because you don't think exactly like me that's like you see in a reddit all, well actually not really because now it's a total echo chamber there but yeah yeah okay that's about an hour and a half of heretic talk it's probably what I'll <laughs> it. yeah man the heretics i was gonna say one of the really quick is the russia thing and or uh twitter thing oh so I get like my face gets flushed when I like get into flight or flight mode. So like if I'm playing video games, like when I play Call of Duty, like I I have like kind of rosacea or whatever. So I'll get like an adrenaline rush. You kind of feel on edge, you know, your face. The exact same thing if I'm on the internet engaging with people, dude. I'm like in fight or flight mode. It's literally like a cortisol hit. You're you're I feel my body like on edge, and I think it's just creating angry people, and that's what the you know. I, I, People are talking about this all over the place, so it's not a new idea, but it's just, it's it's so bad for our society to have people so angry online in this way. And I highly recommend, like, anyone who hasn't uh, listened to the Rogan with, um, it's, uh, gosh, Travis, Travis Harris. He's a guy who made the movie The Social Dilemma, but they come out with so much new stuff. It's crazy. So it's like, how much other countries are inside of our ecosphere of online ecos- uh, ecosystem. Like it is, it's, it's manipulation because basically I'll describe this as quick as possible. We live in a democracy. You have to divide, you have to discuss things in democracy to get policy passed, to get election, uh, to get politicians elected. You have to debate. You have to have some kind of um, uh, discourse. In an autocracy, in an authoritarian dictatorship, or in an authoritarian uh, uh, society, you don't have to worry about that. They decide what they want, and the people go along with it, right? So it's a lot more efficient to be an authoritarian. In a democracy, it's a lot, it's a lot uh, uh, grittier, right? You have to go through all this stuff. They know that, so you have all these people, Russian troll farms, and 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 people from China who are stirring up stuff online to get us to yell at one another. So they can move faster than we can because we're so busy discussing critical race theory that they're able to pass nuclear power bills that, or nuclear uh, weapon bills that we don't even know about, that we're not even on the same par as. Yeah, I, I agree with that that whole point. But to counter it, um, America's soft power and America's imperialism has been 10 million times more than anything we've experienced. Now we're starting to get a glimpse of it with Russia and China. But, dude, what they did in South oh, America, the CIA, the CIA don't take orders from nobody. They do their yeah, own thing, and they've done true. all this this soft power stuff. Well, our culture, our music, our Netflix, mm-hmm. I mean, our, our uh, social medias, mm-hmm. that is uh, as much, or I think it's way more powerful than um, any sort of, like, Russian troll and, and what the CIA's done yeah. with moving people. So but that's scary because I don't have any – I have no idea what's going into – I don't want the CIA to be doing all this stuff that I don't know about. You know, yeah, it's bombing like, innocent like five-year-old kids in uh, the yeah, Middle East. Yeah, that, that yeah. your money gets your money pays for that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, crazy. We've we've got well, we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot of ground. I wish we didn't drop the freaking uh, naughty words because now this should be fine. We're not freaking. You well, know, you've you've mentioned it with other people, haven't you? Yeah, but like I try to bleep that or say it like uh, sparringly. I wish you would have told me at the beginning. I didn't know. I, I should have. I should have. But it's it's it's, just, it's disgusting that we have to even do that. So yeah. hopefully the people that listen, they support, they share, and, and go from there. Check us out on Instagram, bold uh, underscore perceptions. We're on YouTube now. Subscribe. Probably going to do some uh, YouTube-only content. Lots been cooking. We're posting a shit ton. Johnny, it's good to have you back. Hopefully yeah, you course. don't get uh, kicked out of school and end up on uh, – <laughs> 
Oh, you should be in Poland with me, though. We'll talk about that yeah. later. That'll be nice. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll just come and live in your bungalow, man. Yeah, for $800 a month. Super cheap. But <laughs> Yeah. All right, man. Hi, right, guys. Make sure to live bold. I hope this uh, sparks something in your head. Uh, get out of your echo chamber. Get out of your bubble and and have a good day. Ciao. Thanks so much, guys.